So what does it take to break barriers and invite more black folks into the great outdoors? In this episode, we unpack that and a whole lot more as I sit down with Earl B. Hunter Jr. with Black Folks Camp 2 to recap all the happenings since the last time Earl was on the show. Only this time, we go a lot deeper. We reflect on Earl's transformational journey and how his high school football coach had a profound impact on his life then and still to today. Earl's belief that a change going to come resonates powerfully with the civil rights movement and his vision for Black Folks Camp 2. Earl and I reflect on the importance of unity and inclusivity in enjoying the natural beauty that surrounds us. We delve into the reasons of why many folks of color are yet to experience the outdoor lifestyle, and we explore the impactful ways to extend an invitation to them. Hear about the winsome philosophy that keeps Earl motivated, a focus on the positive and a firm belief that unity is the key to success. The conversation takes a fascinating turn as we discuss the ROI of welcoming those new to nature and the significant benefits it can bring to the outdoor industry. As Earl puts it, inviting more black folks into the outdoors is not just about extending an invitation. It's about creating a space of unity open to all people. I hope you enjoy this heart and eye-opening episode that challenges all of us to play our part in shaping a more inclusive and unified outdoor industry. You're listening to Exploration Local, a podcast designed to explore and celebrate the people and places that make the Blue Ridge and Southern Appalachian Mountains special and unique. My name is Mike Andrus, the host of Exploration Local. Join us on our journey to explore these mountains and discover how they fuel a spirit of adventure. We encourage you to wander far, but explore local. Let's go. Okay, I am 83 episodes into this podcast, and I have to tell you that I often talk about, I need to get you back. We need to do another follow-up episode, and this is the very first follow-up episode that I've ever done, and it is with my boy, Earl B. Hunter Jr. with Black Folks Camp 2. Welcome, brother. Man, this is pretty exciting. We're sitting here in Cherokee, North Carolina at the Outdoor Economy Conference. Uh, really don't have an agenda. That's right. Uh, we decided we don't know what we're going to talk about. That's right. We're going to talk about everything that under the sun that we can actually get out to have a amazing, delightful conversation, my friend. We are. We right are. On, right on. And it's also the first time that I've never done that too. So this feels so freeing. It's just like yeah. having a real conversation. I, I think it's something to be said about that, though, in regards to uh, you know the second time around, you know, being able to uh, to give updates and. The other thing it says is that there's some uh, consistency and some continuity and some methodical thinking of consistency that I'm actually even here to give the second one. That's right. right. So I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty stoked about that. So one of the things that our listeners may not know, or they may if they go back and listen to the very first episode that we did with you. Right. But this conference is where you launched Black Folks Camp 2 back in 2019. Yeah. In 2023, look yeah. at us now. Almost four years ago, well, four, over four years ago, you know, our company, Black Folks Camp 2, was launched right here. It was actually in Asheville, North Carolina, but the same conference, Outdoor Economy Conference. And I remember uh, on the stage, I sang, uh, a change's going to come. Uh, a change's going to come. I was born by the river in a little tent. Oh, yeah. Just like the river I've been running, yeah. Ever since, it's been a long, long, long time coming, 
and I know, and I know, yeah, change gone come, yeah, 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 yeah. I sang that same song right there, opening up the conversation. And and, and honestly, I, I looked over the crowd, and I just, I don't know if the folks really believed or understood what we were doing and what why we were going to do it and how we're going to do it. And it's been special. It's been special. Do you know what? So you didn't just make up those words about being on a river, sleeping in a tent. No, that's actually that. part of that song. Yeah, it is. It is. That's, that's, that's Sam Cooke, man. That's one of the most incredible songs, um, particularly in the black culture, particularly from black folks, man. It's, it was a song that was actually utilized and actually uh, uh, sang a lot in the civil rights movement, man. It was, it was a beautiful song. Okay, and, uh, so I'm making a connection here that I didn't make the first time we heard listen to this. Yeah. The first time I listened to that, I was so blown away that without knowing you broke out into song and it was yeah. flipping good. Yeah, it was uh <laughs> but, but but what I was waiting for at the end though was your whoo. Oh yeah. I, I, I tried to get it out. My voice was like I was, I was like, Woo my voice it, it didn't happen, but it was I was trying. But um But, but here's you, here's the really cool thing. Like that is what I've experienced you doing. Yeah. Ever since the first time that you and I met. Yeah. So if it's you at a waterfall soaking your head, hot head after walking yeah. in a waterfall yeah. or bringing people along or sitting in lawn chairs or traveling in an RV mm-hmm. with South Carolina State's coach. Yeah, South Carolina State Park. Yeah, South Carolina State University. Buddy Pugh, is my, my, he's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll remind you. I'll tell you a story about watching him. Actually, I think it was right after I saw one of your – I don't know if it was right after I saw one of your Instagram posts, but yeah. then right after that I saw him coach. Mm-hmm. And I saw him coach the way that he – His intensity. But his, his, his intensity, but yeah. then the way he loves genuinely on his players yeah. too. He, he loved on me. Uh, he coached Pew, Buddy Pew, the head football coach at South Carolina State University, which is a HBCU. And for all the listeners out there that do not know what HBCU is, historical, it's called the Historical Black College and University. Um, it's close to 100, over 100 in here in the uh, United States. I think North Carolina has close to either 10 to 12. He is in South Carolina. He was my high school head coach, and he took me home every day for four years as a high school player when he moved on to different spaces, different jobs, and he became the head football coach at uh, South Carolina State University. I followed him, right? I followed everything he did. I, I, I modeled myself, and sometimes after him, he was an incredible guy. As a matter of fact, when I text him before every game now, I, I tend to get tear up a bit because he, he meant that much to me. He's such an amazing man. He's retiring this year. This is his last year or so. And I'm actually going to see him on Friday. So oh, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Is he going to be full-time on the road with you after that? I hope so. He's, <laughs> he's been an ambassador for South Carolina State Parks. And uh, he's a lifelong South Carolinian. He's one of the most incredible people you ever want to meet. His favorite word is finish it. Finish yeah. it. Finish it. Oh, gosh, word. that's so, good. It's good. I'm great at starting things, but I'm not always good at finishing hey, things man, sometimes. He, he says finish it. And he, he was 20, over 20-some 20 years at South Carolina State. That's amazing. Yeah, it's good. What an amazing career. That's good. All right, let's talk about you. Let's right talk on. about – well, I know you probably don't want to talk about you, but let's talk about Black Folks Camp too. Let's yeah. talk about all the amazing things you're doing because, as you said earlier, 2019 you started this and you're yeah. on the stage and you didn't know – you looked out over the crowd and people – you're, you're looking at you wondering – you know, you're imagining that they're wondering, like, where is this going? Yeah. Is this ever going to – like get off the ground, or is this just excitement? Yeah, you know, it's more than that. It's yeah. real, and so you have been involved in traveling. In fact, the last time I saw you mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. was when you were you flew in from coming uh, from from Colorado, uh, Colorado. Big my, gear show. My daughter was on that. She she texted me and said, "Hey, 
Yeah. I think your friend's on this yeah. plane. I'm like, who? She yeah. said, Earl, who came to the house. I'm like, all right. Okay, right good. So that's the last time I saw you. So you've been literally planes, hotels, yeah. every, I mean, on the road. Campgrounds. Campgrounds. Hobbit houses. <laughs> tents. S- spreading the message. Spreading the message of unity in the outdoor community and beyond. You know, for the folks that don't know, you know, Black Folks Camp 2, we might be probably one of the most delightful companies in the world. You know, our job has always been to uh, remove fear add knowledge and invite more black folks to camp and enjoy the outdoor lifestyle with any and everyone. And while we do that, uh, we want to create more unity in the outdoor community and beyond. You know, a lot of folks, when we speak, when I keynote, when I go across the country, I have to preference and tell folks that our company says black folks camp too. Two means also and as well. Our company does not say black folks camp only with black folks or black folks camp by themselves. Uh, We're not a group. We're not a club. We're not a nonprofit. We are a for-profit business. We are a company. We are a company helping this beautiful $880 billion outdoor industry understand the why many folks of color have never really experienced the outdoor lifestyle and how to invite and welcome us there. And also to help lifestylers, current lifestylers, to understand that there is a, a huge ROI. And ROI for us means return on inclusion. There's a huge ROI to encourage and welcome folks who've never seen and experienced the beautiful, great outdoors and nature. And we do it in a very methodical way. Uh, We don't twist uh, arms, we twist hearts. We don't call people out, we call them in. I am the leader of this company. However, though, we have staff. There are folks that are uh, not only behind the scenes, but in front of the scene doing some things that are incredible. We don't sugarcoat anything. We don't step on eggshells for anyone. We believe that we have the formula to help move the needle, to help make the outdoors more diverse, more inclusive, more fun yeah. for everybody. Yeah. That's what we believe. Well, there's no way if anybody ever watched a video of you or something on social or, or even live with you that, that you weren't having fun. So, I mean, that's yeah. all you are about is having the fun. Hey, man, you know, I, tell folks, I ain't never had a bad day in my life, man. <laughs> I've had some bad moments now. Yeah, but yeah. But just no bad days. I just think it's, it's important that uh, folks know that Earl got problems, too. That's right. Earl deal with things just like you deal with things. I deal with stuff. I got problems. I got issues. I mean, I got a whole life of issues. I, I mean, I'm 47 years old. Trust me. I got, I've had all kind of stuff. However, though, I just kind of focus on the on the positive things. Though, That's cool. Right? That's good. It is what it is. So talk about some of the changes. Yeah. Um, maybe not changes. Talk about just some of the, the things that you've been involved with lately, some of the places you've gone. Yeah. And a follow-up to that might be, what are some of the stories that you're hearing back from people? We started off our company, uh, a lot of folks, we took a lot of folks out camping, RVing, backpacking. Uh, we did everything basically with folks, uh, taking folks out, inviting folks out, except for rock climbing. We, did all, we didn't do rock climbing just because our insurance wouldn't pay for all that. But the other thing is we, we wanted to be very uh, inclusive about that as well. We, we took out black folks, white folks, Spanish folks, Asian folks, Latino folks. But we took out everybody, and we took folks out because we wanted to see how they operated around the campfire. We wanted to see what, they felt, what it felt like for them to be in nature, who it was. We wanted to get that data. Mm-hmm. And we've had an opportunity to collect a lot of data over the last four years. And we've compiled that data not only just with the consumer, but we also compiled the data from, from the industry. We compiled the data on what the industry did not know with the data from the consumer so we can help each other, you know, b- become that. Uh, we, we've been the glue between mm-hmm. the two. And that data has allowed us to, to really get into some spaces and, and, and create sincere, meaningful, measurable and sustainable solutions. 
which is why folks have seen me travel around the country so much, mm-hmm. which is why folks have seen me, you know, keynote so much in different spaces, whether it be state park, national parks, retail, and all these spaces. Folks in the outdoor industry who truly care about the industry and the lifestyle are wanting to help shift the narrative based on demographic shift and based on data. And if the people who are in this industry or in the lifestyle don't understand that there is a shift, if we don't create sincere, meaningful, measurable, and sustainable solutions, we're going to see a lack of in in those spaces. Period. Yeah. Whether it be in the loyalty of the outdoors, the love of it, or in the outdoor industry. I just believe that, you know, we, we, we as a company also, you know, we, we move a little bit different. We don't sugarcoat things about why black folks have been in the outdoors. Yeah. We don't sugarcoat the, that generational fear. We don't sugarcoat the fact that we have a uh, lack of knowledge. We don't sugarcoat the fact that we never really were invited and welcome. But we are very excited and energized about inviting and welcoming folks. Man. We want folks to get around that campfire so we can start having conversations. Yeah. And once we start having conversations, Mike, we're going to find out we got more same than differences. Man, that's just golly. That's if we it, can man. distill it down to that, yeah. then, then life it. would be so much better. Yeah. You, you think about this. Like, I played football at a pretty high level, right? Well, I, I've been on so many different teams and things of that nature, whether it be um, high school, college, and beyond. And this is the thing I try to tell folks is that I don't know any team that's been divided in anything that's ever won, never. Yeah. So I just believe that when you when you're unified and you have good talent, you know, you find yourself on the in the winning circle. Right. And if you don't want to, you know, I don't. Who who argues with unity? Who argues with having unity, particularly in spaces where we don't have a lot of unity? Yeah. Who and if you do argue with that, then you probably don't want to see a more unified outdoors. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I'm with you. So, so it's not just the people that you're going to talk to, but like some of these experiences, because you have a lot of different varied yeah. experiences. I just love to hear some of the feedback that you get from them. Maybe some of the aha moments yeah. or they finally, it clicks and they get it and they're like, this is what you're talking about, Earl B. Yeah, let me tell you. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going, we, we're actually are going to film this in the next three weeks. Um, I had an opportunity to fly out to uh, Missouri. And I was speaking at Bass Pro Shop at Missouri State Parks. We brought along a videographer and my seven-year-old, well, my 13-year-old son, Dylan, came along with me. It was Dylan's first time uh, hearing me keynote. Now, if I backtrack a bit, Dylan was one of the reasons why I started this company. Dylan and I went around, uh, we actually drove around the country. We traveled around the country for three months. In those three months, we only saw one black family uh, camping at 49 campgrounds we had actually visited on a three-month trip. We went to 20 states. And so to have Dylan on this trip to hear me keynote for the fir- his first time hearing me keynote at a very monumental keynote because this keynote is actually used to promote our Unity Blaze course. Okay. Well, the videographer who actually videoed it, he filmed it, and he said he had watched this film because he was editing it. He edited it, and he said he watched it 10, 20 times. And he said it was watching the film is what, and hearing the keynote over and over is what made him understand why it was important for him to invite, invite. he's a white male, to invite somebody that didn't look like him Mm -hmm. in the outdoors. And he invited a friend of his to go camping. And he, once he heard the keynote, 
once he heard the reasons why, it was easier for him to get to the what, when, where, and how, and how to invite his friend to go out in the outdoors with him. He is an individual who knows the outdoors. He knows camping. He, he, he never had a second thought about going, but he never thought that it's why his friends mm. did not go, why his friends did not go. And when he, he sent me a text message with a photo of him and his friends standing outside of a cabin, and he said, you and that message and your company was the inspiration for me to go out and actually invite this person I to love camping. That. that is what we as a company want the folks who love this lifestyle to understand we can do this one person at a time, one campfire at a time, period. I absolutely love yeah, that. that. That's the ticket. Man, that's so good. You know, true confession on my part, since, and it, 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 that does happen when you edit. So every time I edit these, these episodes and you listen to it over and over, this, the, I mean, it just, it gets into your bones. It mm-hmm. just gets into your soul, you know, and you kind of remember. But shortly after that, I started to notice more mm-hmm. like in a, not in a way that made me want to go up to somebody just because I want to say, Oh, I'm glad you're here. If mm-hmm. it's a person mm-hmm. of color, but there was a genuineness that was there, but there was a difference in understanding of what it actually took for that person to get into the right. outdoors. Right. And I think that that's the thing that made a huge impact on me, Earl. Um, so two small instances at the very same place really kind of drove this home for me. Number one, Kai and I were just getting out. It was just he and I. You probably remember my son. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just going to go camping. Went baseball up to, player, right? Yeah, the baseball yeah. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went to uh, Pisgah Mountain, mm-hmm. and we camped. And as you know, I knew, just because I've done it, that, okay, this is recreation.gov. i got to make all my arrangements online. I have to go through all these things. But then I, I noticed this, this black guy and his girlfriend mm-hmm. were coming in, and they didn't know. Mm-hmm. What to do. They didn't know what right. to do. And I, and I sat there for a minute and I, and to be honest with you, I was like, I want to help, but I don't want to cross that line yeah. if I don't need to, you know? So I just kind of slowly got my ticket to the side and just kind of watched things unfold. But I took for granted that I just needed to go to recreation.gov. Yeah. This person just wants to go camping. Right. And they're out there going camping. And it, so that was the first thing that kind of got my notice or, or I took notice of. The second thing is that there was young, it was a family and there must've been five kids. I think there were five kids. Mm-hmm. So one more than what we have. And Kai and I were sitting down in our campground was a little bit lower and the road was up a little bit higher and we can kind of see him and we can see him coming and they couldn't see us from where we were. But Earl, the thing that got me was the conversation. It was like the first time that they had land. It's like they had landed on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it was so cool because it was, and the reason I say that it was the awe and it was the wonder mm-hmm. and all they were doing was walking down the road. Yeah, man. Right. And so every single one of the kids were just talking. I don't know if it was one family or if it was, it was a, a couple of families yeah. and all the kids, but they were seeing things for the absolute first, first time. time. And for yeah. me, I just, I like that made my whole weekend. Obviously I was there with my son, yeah. but those two instances for me were like, this needs to happen more. Well, you know, Mike, let me tell you, um, when we started this company, you know, I don't know if folks know this or not. It's probably the first time I'm saying this publicly, but you know, when we started our company, black folks camp too, and we first uh, shouted out our company or via social media, uh, you wouldn't believe all the emails we received, the hate emails we received from our company about our company. It was our name, our company name. There were so many people sending us emails and telling us, what are you guys doing? You're trying to divide this country. You're always talking this black stuff. You're always talking black, black, black. You you always bring race into this thing. 
I knew right then those folks, number one, I knew they couldn't read very well because they didn't understand what black folks camp too mean. Um, black folks already camp. I see black folks camping all the time. Well, I knew they were lying, number one, when they said that. But I come to say black folks camp too. We know black folks camp. We know black folks have camp, will camp, and are camping. Our job is to get more black folks to camp and enjoy the outdoor lifestyle with any and everyone. We don't want to build a more segregated mm. outdoors than it is right now. Mm-hmm. The outdoor industry, the outdoor lifestyle, is one of the most segregated in the world, right? Almost more segregated than churches, beautiful beauty salons, barbershops, and funeral homes, right? I tell folks, so when you have, when you know the why, right? This is why we had to create this, and this is why we 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 educated people that sent us all that hate message and all that kind of good stuff. We educated them on the reason why you hadn't seen folks in the outdoors and why we had to do this and why it was so important. It's because we want other families to enjoy the outdoors and experience what those fam- that family experience that you saw. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, I'll I, I never forget the, the first time I went backpacking. It was one of the most incredible things I've ever done. And I never thought I would do it. <laughs> I got a chance to see some things that were so incredible, so amazing. It, 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 and, and it came over me, and I, and I bit the bug. And then I became a backpacking junkie. <laughs> you are that now. Yeah, and it was so incredible. But, 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 but backpacking and camping and being in the outdoors and hiking, I always bring it back to life. You know, you start at the bottom of the trail. You maybe start at the bottom of the mountain. And whatever your ability is, whatever it may be, whatever, whatever, who are, whoever you are, no matter your race, your age, your gender, or your ability, at some reason, some point, you, you're either going to walk up more or you're going to go up more. And at some point, you either, you're either going to stop right there or you're going to get to the summit. And normally, there are not a lot of folks at that summit. Mm. And sometimes life is like that, too, for whatever reason, folks. For whatever they don't get to the top, whatever they don't meet that summit to see that. And what I found myself doing in that space, I find myself doing a lot of crying. Mm. I find myself doing a lot of smiling, a lot of singing on the trail. And when I get to the summit, I look at that as, man, I got to this summit for all those folks before me. All the folks that look like me or don't look like me who have never gotten to the summit, I hope that I was able to, they can see it through my eyes, man. They're that, seeing it. They, I hope they see they're it. Because, it. Because, because there are millions of folks that look like Earl that have never, never, ever, ever thought about going and enjoying the outdoors for rest and relaxation. There are many folks who look like Earl who were never invited to enjoy mm-hmm. it. There are folks who look like me who had generational fear, lack of knowledge. And what we're saying is, is that we can actually usher a group, a race of folks to enjoy what they already pay for, which are 640 million acres of public land. <laughs> right, right, that's right. And so I, I just believe that, uh, you know, as, as a lifestyle, because I'm, I'm, I'm an outdoor lifestyle. And I love it. Yeah. Right? I love backpacking. I love RVing. I love it all. Yeah. I love every part of the outdoors, man. So, have you noticed, or I mean, I, I so I have. I don't want to project that on you, but have you noticed the fruit of your labors? Like, are you noticing more? I mean, I know it's not all Earl B and Blackfoot's Camp too. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. y'all are. Y- 
the trumpet you're sounding is huge and it's loud and yeah. it's wonderful and it's a, and, and you're changing lives. There's no question about it. But it's really cool because I see other groups that are kind of coming in, you know, kind of to the space too. And yeah. same heart. And I don't know if it's just because I'm noticing that more mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm thinking um, black people off road. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, um, I know the staples. Staples. Yeah. Yeah, staples and tents. Yeah, staples and tents, yeah. Staples and tents, yeah. That's, I mean, so there's a lot of really cool things and groups that are coming up. They had an event, man. I think it was canceled. Though, it this was. Year, yeah, um, I, I have. So to answer that question, though, answer that question. Hearing, you know, during COVID, this is, before COVID, it was nil. Like, because we... As again, we at the time we weren't really talking to the consumer at the moment. We were really just really getting data. We had to get some data so we can figure out how to fix the issue. Mm. Once we were able to calculate that data, we we then went to the people we really wanted to have a conversation with, which is the industry. But then COVID hit, and black folks started going in the outdoors a lot. But it wasn't because we wanted to. We went in the outdoors because we had nowhere else to go. Mm. It, it it took a disease basically to get us out there. Well. We also saw something from a data perspective is that 70% of those folks who started to camp and enjoy the outdoors during COVID or doing, they, they weren't returning. So they didn't love it. Something about the experience it was, just didn't it, click. Well, it, it, a couple of different things. You know, when it comes to camping, you it's rare that you go one time <laughs> and um, say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go back again. You know, you have to be, the data says that 86% of children who love the outdoors as adults grow to love the outdoors as adults, their parents take them in the outdoors. Well, most of these folks that are going in the outdoors, a lot of times their parents really weren't taking them, man. They, they, they weren't their parents taking them as much. It were a lot of groups, a lot of clubs, a lot of things of that nature. And so gotcha. they weren't getting that repeat feeling. Okay, right? okay. And so I believe that, you know, there are a lot of folks that, have, that, that did stick in regards to the outdoors. Everybody recreates differently, too. Just because a person doesn't camp, that's fine. Right. Folks can go hiking, waterfall chasing, and all these things. That's great. The thing that I think that that traditional lifestylers do not understand is that folks who have never really enjoyed the outdoors and don't really know what the outdoors is, they don't really know what it means to hang off a cliff. <laughs> Or go hiking nine miles off a go scrambling. Although I did that the first time, it was great. <laughs> but most people won't do that. You, they don't know to filter water. Yeah, they don't know how what to do when they see a bear. Yeah, they don't. Folks don't know to take at least some uh, some snacks with you and some water, and you know, be prepared. Nature. Nature does some funky things sometimes. You know, it, it can rain today, and it can look like it's raining, and it's sunny all day or vice versa. People, this is a lifestyle that has to be cultivated. People mm-hmm. have to understand this lifestyle. And this lifestyle shouldn't be hard either. Like going in the outdoors, enjoying the outdoors lifestyle, go have a picnic. Go sit down and eat some sandwiches with your, with your friends. Yeah. But, you know, sit on the ground. You know, these are the things that I think that, that folks are missing when it comes to encouraging people to get in the outdoors, we, we, we try to make, we make this too hard mm. for folks. And that is what makes the attrition so 70% because everybody doesn't have to recreate the same. Right. Right. That's right. I like RVing too. Yeah. No, I like it all. You do. There's no question about it. I like it, it all, man. Yeah. I, I like everything except I hadn't done any rock climbing. 
I did a little bit. What? I did a little bit, but not that ain't my thing, man. Natty hadn't gotten you out there rock climbing yet? No, that ain't my thing right there. What <laughs> I, I I tell you, I like I like backpacking. And I'll tell you why. Is because I like, but I like a certain type of backpacking. Okay. I like a long trail. I like going long distance with a little boom boom. Like a little boom boom boom, meaning meaning the uh elevation. The, uh, the elevation. And I like to get to a summit. Or a waterfall. There I got to go. see something. You know what I mean? I can't go through all that and don't see nothing. I'm with you 100%. Yeah, so, yeah. It's all good, man. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So, it's making a big impact on your your family, obviously. Yeah, so, you, yeah. you're already doing some things when you all are together. Your son got a chance to see you do the, um, do the yeah. keynote speaking. Um, what does her take now? You know, uh, my daughter is, uh, my daughter loves the outdoors much more than my son. My son tends to be a more traditional athlete, right? And he's getting a little bit older now. My daughter, though, she's taken to it because it become, it's become a challenge to her. She's 10. She's, it's become a challenge of uh, two things. She, you know, she likes to wear the gear. She likes to wear cool things. But, but what I noticed also about her, she uh, likes that summit. She wants to see what's up there. You know, to have my daughter join me on camping trips or keynotes and things of that nature – to watch her see me in action is uh, it's pretty dope. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty dope, man. You know, Mike, you you, you said something earlier today, and I'm gonna turn the and the interviewer to the interviewee. Okay. You know, you said you 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 know you saw that family out there and uh, those two families and things of that nature. I'm happy that you experienced that because what happens is that now you know perhaps the next time you see that it'll give you the empowerment to go over and say, listen, you guys need any help? Let me help you. Can I help you with anything? You will find that those folks will perhaps say, yes, I, I would like some help. I would like to, sh- to show me this and show me that. I, it brings back to this analysis. I tell folks all the time, if you were, if I was driving, trying to get to a meeting and I needed to get to the airport and I got f- 10 minutes to get to the airport and I got to get to this airport or else, and I saw a family on the side of the road, man, I probably wouldn't stop. I probably would wave and say, man, I, oh, I, Lord, I hope, I hope AAA get them, mm. please, because I got to go. But if that same family is on a trail, and maybe the wife or the husband or uh, whomever else broke their leg or something, I'm not going to leave these folks on the trail. Yeah, yeah. It's that, that's what the outdoors, to me, how it brings folks. So my point to you is that when, when you saw those folks and when those folks were, you saw them uh, having that conversation, you know, uh, why didn't you? Why didn't you say anything to him? That's a great question. Th- what I love about you is you can always be real. Like, yeah, always be real. So the person who was checking in, I was just, like I said, I was just kind of watching it, just trying to see. And you know, there's a piece of me, there's an element, if I'm being completely honest, that doesn't want to be, that doesn't want to assume that they don't know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So in my own brain, I'm fr- as I'm watching it, I'm kind of framing what's going on here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just kind of being observant. And I don't know if I would have been as observant if I hadn't had you on the show and we right. hadn't had to talk about the, the, you know, the honesty of all this stuff. But I think that's kind of part of it. I think for me, the thing to kind of get over is to, to not assume mm-hmm. that they don't mm-hmm. and, and then be brave. Yeah. To go in those kind yeah. of situations and say, Hey, you know, mind if I help you? Is there, yeah. you know, I, I noticed you're trying to check in, but I think it's kind of that. I think it's mm-hmm. honestly, if it's going back to not wanting to assume that they don't and, 
the other part of that is being excited that, that they're I'm out si- there. Yes. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you're here, yeah. but I don't want to make any false assumptions. Yeah. That So that's really the truth. Well, I tell you this then, um, this is a, a good uh, uh, training moment or teachable moment, a conversation moment. I always tell folks, it, there's nothing wrong, I think, than walking up to someone in a space that you know well and introducing yourself. Mm-hmm. And saying, hey, my name's Earl. My name is Mike. I know these trails well. I know this area well. I just want to make a, how about you? Have you been here before? And when they tell you no, that is, or when they tell you no, I've never been here before, that is the invitation. That's good. To welcome them to a space that you know better. And I think it doesn't matter your race, age, or gender. We all have the opportunity to do that. And that right there will take out the element of should I or shouldn't I? Because when you introduce yourself with anybody and you start having conversation, normally that person will tell you, particularly if they say, I've been here before. You say, well, good. Enjoy yourself, man. It's great. It's a great trail, yada, yada, yada. Or maybe, you know, but if they've never been there before, that is your opportunity to share with them how incredible the place is. That's good. And that'll take that anxiety or whatever it may offer you, man. Just introduce yourself like you would anywhere else. Anywhere else. else. Anything else. I yeah, mean, you know, that's you're good. a baseball game, football game, mall, anything else, man. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Thanks for asking that question. Right on, man. Yeah, because I think that probably changes my paradigm a little bit of just saying, you don't have to assume that they don't know. Just go up and say hi and just make a friend. Make a friend, man. That's what you just said. Well, we just believe that's the that's the best way to get more folks in the outdoors. Mm. See, we believe that, you know, this is not hard. We believe this is not rocket science. We believe that this is an easy approach. The hard thing is, is for folks actually to do it. Mm. You know, we're, we're here at the Outdoor Economy Conference, right? What I love about this conference is the economy conference. I love that because I believe that folks shouldn't be ashamed of making money in the outdoor industry. As a matter of fact, I think, I think we have to do that to f- help fuel advocacy groups that are actually on the ground actually driving this. The, what I love about this is, is that we all are here for the same reason. And because we're here for the same reason, it's easier for us to talk to one another. Mm. it's easier for us to have the conversation about how's your store doing? How are the products selling in your store? How, how's the product quality? How are the things happening? And intertwined in, in that conversation is how do we get more people to buy our products? How do we get more people in the outdoors? How do we actually focus on being more inclusive? How do we focus on just making folks want to love the outdoors. And then the next conversation, uh, what are you doing to make the outdoors more inclusive? How's that going? What does that feel like? What does that look like? And then it goes to the, all the way to the next level of the conversation, which I care about the most. How many folks individually have you invited and welcomed into the outdoors that don't look like you? How many people do you know that don't look like you that potentially could be a candidate to enjoy what they already pay for. Right. This is what I'm trying. I mean, our, our mission, what we really want to do, right? we want to make this easy for folks to have amazing conversation. Right? This is what I call campfire conversation, being able to be in a, uh, an environment where you all are dealing with the same elements. You're all in the same space. You all are trying to get to the same goal and being able to break that that mode of communication. Oh, that's that's the ticket, man. So, you know, the thought just occurred to me, and I don't know why I've never asked this question before, but you keynote a lot, mm-hmm. right? And so I know that a keynote can be, you know, there's some, there's some commonalities that are in all your keynote addresses, the points that you want to sort of get across. 
But I'm wondering, are these the kind of things, like when you're giving the keynote, it, I mean, we're, we're getting a little taste of this right now. Yeah, this is right? what I tell them. This is what I talk about. Because, look, Black Folks Camp 2 was built to go out of business. Like, we, mm. we, we, want, our, we want this whole model to go away. If our model goes away, that means we've done our job, right? We, we, we create, this company was created to get more folks in the outdoors and to have more unity in the outdoors. The campfire is where it is. The campfire has always been a part of our logo. It's mm. always been a, it's the oldest form of light, heat, gathering, and cooking. I don't care what your lineage is. I don't, I don't care what your race is, what your gender is, what your ability is, what your age is. Your lineage came through the campfire. The sad part about this, there are folks out there that don't even know what a campfire is. They don't even know how to start a campfire. They don't know how to put a campfire out. They don't know how to make sure they have a, a, a log cabin or a teepee to even sustain the campfire. They don't know this. And so because of that, there are other folks that do. And those folks, I think we have a duty to make sure that other folks know how to at least start the campfire, man, yeah. so we can have this conversation. So all of these things I talk about, I don't sugarcoat anything. Like I said earlier, I, I say the same things. And I'm proud to say, you know, um, I've probably done 100, 150 keynotes via Zoom or in person in the last three, four years. And I have not, not gotten a standing ovation in either one of them, you know. <laughs> Again, I think it's because we just kind of keep it real. Yeah, yeah. We just keep it real, man. Yeah. Yeah. 45 well, minutes to an hour, keeping it real. That's right. Yeah. Well, I don't think you know any other way. Ain't no other way, man. No slides, no anything. We're just going to have a conversation. <laughs> I that's love it. it. So. Well, every single time I talk, I talk to you, every single time I'm watching what you guys are doing on social and the things you're going through, I'm always encouraged. Yeah. I appreciate that about you, yeah. and I appreciate you asking me questions, too. And Right on. Yeah. Man, it's been so cool, dude, right to on. just watch this grow and blossom and and think that, gosh, you were one. I don't know what episode it was, but it had to have been. Early on. Oh, first 10 or so that yeah. we did. Uh, yeah, you came on. And yeah, and then just, just watching this thing grow and yeah. blossom ever since has been great. We, you and I could talk all That's day. Right. And uh, I, I really want to want to round this up to kind of just share a few things with you, uh, Mike. First Please. of all, I want to tell you, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here, to have this conversation with you and talk to you and talk to your, your followers, your listeners, and things of that nature. Secondly, I want to tell folks, you know, Black Folks Camp 2, we're not a perfect company, man. Yeah. We, we don't do everything right. We don't have all the answers. We're not looking to be, I tell folks all the time, Earl B. Hunter Jr. is not, I don't want to be the king of the outdoor industry. I want to encourage and usher other folks to be better in this industry so we can be better for lifestyle, so we can be better for everything else. And lastly, this is me. This is my uh, ultimate goal. When my life is over, man, when when everything that I've done on this earth is over, good, bad, or different, no one's going to care about what the inheritance I've left my children, the home, the house, or what I've left them, or the, the, that in general, nothing, you know. Nobody's going to care about that, you know. And, and I don't care about that. What, what I want folks to remember about me and Black Folks Camp 2 and our company, our staff, our mission, our message, is that we help change the world, man that we helped change the world to the point that we were able to help unify a space that does not look like it's unified mm. in regards of race, age, and gender. And I want us to know, I want folks to know that we put everything on the line. We put everything on the line to do that. And we had people like yourself, we had people like Made by Mountains, Mountain Biz Work, 
Western North Carolina, and we have partners all around this country. I can't forget the folks, Great Outdoor Provision Company, yeah. Chuck Millsap. Yes. That guy is the guy. He's the guy, yeah. He is the guy, and he, he understands what's going on, and he gets it. The folks in tourism, Thomas Sally down in Wilkesboro, Michael Applegate down in Gaston County, these folks are the folks who reached out to me the day, the day that I walked off that stage in 2019. Nice. And they've been rocking with us ever since. And I've been telling them we may not know exactly where we're going, but we're pushing along. We're two steps forward, one step back. That's progress. And so with that being said, you know, I, um, I need folks to understand this is not about Earl. This is not about Earl behind the It's not about me. This is about our children, children, children. And when I say our, I mean this nation, children, 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 so that our children don't feel like they have to walk on eggshells and not feel like they can go in the outdoors with any and everyone. Man. We got to be able to, we got to be able to end the fact that folks feel afraid and don't have knowledge and don't feel invited. And if we're not willing to work towards that, we're gonna fail our generation. That's what we're gonna do. And I'm not a failure, man. That's right. At all. So, you know, and, and lastly, in closing, to you, brother, and to all the folks who listen, I just hope everybody have the most amazing day of their life. And I hope tomorrow is better. Period. That's it. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. Oh, man. That's it. I, I think anybody who talks to you, I know for me, I speak for me. Every time I'm with you and I talk to you, I just feel like I'm just, I'm a better person when I walk away from you. Hey, bro, so, man. Listen, man. We, 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 we in it, man. Yeah. We're in it, man. We, we, our, our children are counting on us, man. Yeah. They're counting on us to be the best thing that we could be in the best way we know how to be and knowing that we're not even perfect. That's a good word, bro. Yeah. I appreciate you. Right on, man. How could you possibly leave a conversation with Earl B. Hunter Jr. and not have clear eyes and a full heart? I've run into Earl numerous times over the last couple of years since he was on the show last, and I'm continually impressed by his relentless quest of treating everyone, everywhere, equally. That message is getting more mileage than ever now thanks to Black Folks Camp 2, which is making a difference in the lives of people across this country by encouraging more people of color to get outside. Keep up the good work of removing generational fears and inviting everyone everywhere into the great outdoors, Black Folks Camp 2. And keep gathering around the campfire to share stories and to twist hearts. I'd love to give a special shout out to Made by Mountains, who made this episode possible. This episode is part of our 10-part Made by Mountains series, where we'll dive deeper into the lives of those who call these mountains home and how these mountains have made dreamers and doers, tinkerers and builders, industry leaders, and pioneers. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please consider leaving us a review. It truly does help us reach more people. And if you know someone who also might enjoy the podcast, be sure to share this episode with them. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and keep those episode suggestions coming. You can email them to me at mike at explorationlocal.com. That's going to do it for this episode. Until we meet again, I encourage you to wander far, but explore local.